Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And this episode is a roster move, a matinee, and decisions. A roster move, a matinee, and decisions. The Cubs have made a roster move. Nick Martini has been called up from Iowa to replace Michael Hermosillo, who has been put on the injured list. With Hermosillo unable to swing, though he did pinch run last night, and Jason Hayward also questionable with, I think it's knee concerns. Um, Martini was called up. So now the Cubs can pinch hit for their pitchers again. Yay! Um, Martini has been the best overall hitter in Iowa for the last, eh, I don't know, what, two months? Something like that. Um, as a player was scheduled, what was needed to get called up, Martini makes sense, not only because he's as good of a hitter as the I-Cubs have, but also there's really no consequence on um, losing him in... You, you don't want to call up a player who... I'll use Brennan Davis as an example. He wouldn't be the one that would be called up, but you wouldn't want to call up Brennan Davis to basically sit the bench and possibly pinch hit. Nick Martini is a hitter. It's what he does. If he, if he plays regularly, if he sits the bench, he's going to be a professional. He's going to be good in the clubhouse. He's going to be all that kind of stuff. And that's why he's the guy that called up. He got called up instead of someone else. Um, possibly someone else might have uh, might have better long-term play or something like that. But all things considered, considering what the team needed, Nick Martini makes sense as much as anyone. Now, on to the matinee. Ryan Kellogg started for the I-Cubs, and something you should probably know about the Iowa venue, off in the distance... In the batter's view, occasionally, is the Capitol Dome, the Capitol Dome in Des Moines. Now, when there's a right-handed pitcher, the dome really doesn't come into play at all. When a left-hander pitches, sometimes the dome comes into play because the ball comes out of the dome. And it's hard to, it's sometimes hard for pit, for hitters to pick the ball up out of a left-handed pitcher, particularly in a day game, particularly if they have a specific release point. Today, Ryan Kellogg had that exact release point. For five and two-thirds innings, he was nails against a fantastic Tigers team, uh, Toledo Mudhens team. Spencer Torkelson, Riley Green, and I'm stopping there because I don't know their entire depth of roster, but they have a very good, very deep offense, and Kellogg was toxic to their offense. Five and two-thirds innings, six hits, a run earned, a walk, seven strikeouts, including, I think, three against Spencer Torkelson, who's going to be fantastic. Uh, Ryan Kellogg had a very good day. Marcus Walden came in when Kellogg had a bit of trouble and got out of the situation without any further horrible damage. 
inning and a third, one hit, no runs, no hits, no walks, one strikeout. Marcus Walden did fine. I don't consider him a long-term piece, but he would he would be a nice guy to have in Iowa next year, perchance, maybe. I will get to the back end of the pitching later, but seven I-Cubs had hits. Trace Thompson was the only one with two. He homered twice. He drove in three runs. Greg Dykeman singled and walked. The Cubs ended up losing 7-5 to five because the back end of the bullpen went kaput. The back end of the bullpen went kaput. And here is the, remember when I said decisions thing? Decisions, decisions. Ethan Roberts and Brendan Little are both potential Rule 5 ads. They are not required to be added to the 40-man roster or, um, you know, they, they wouldn't be free agents in the offseason, but they are both eligible for the Rule 5 draft. They are both decisions. Ethan Roberts, Brendan Little, either one of them could be selected. If selected, they could do well in another organization and stay there forever. Um, Ethan Roberts came in to start the eighth inning and it just didn't work. He's not a blazing hard thrower, more 94-96. And he wasn't locating. He wasn't locating. He was getting behind in the count. And then when he would have to come in with something, uh, the ball was getting hit hard. Ethan Roberts, two-thirds of an inning, two hits, five runs, five earned, three walks, one strikeout. His ERA is now 7.07. I'm not throwing him off my off-season 40-man roster. Um, He's still tentatively there. But every bit of information, every bit of information, what happened, why did it happen, is this something that's concerning for the future? He didn't have his location today. Does that mean he won't have his location in 2022 enough so that he won't? No. Everything is under consideration. Everything is to be assessed. Everything is to be analyzed. Ethan Roberts, not a good outing, not even close to a good outing, but I didn't throw ice water on him yet. Brendan Little comes in in relief of Ethan Roberts. Pitches better, but not particularly well either. Inning in a third, three hits, one run, one earned, no walks, one strikeout. His ERA is 4.32. Lynn Little, as noted, his outing was not as bad as Roberts, was not as toxic. Roberts, or uh, Little, is also still on my 40-man protect list. And part of that is because he's a left-hander and he throws 95 to 96. He throws 95 to 96 from the left side, has a filthy slider. That doesn't change over an offseason. That doesn't change over a bad four-out appearance. Assessing the 40-man roster accurately for over the offseason is, or at least it should be, job one for the front office. And... In my opinion, for Cubs fans who wish to remain knowledgeable, have your list. Have your reason why 
I'm going to have this guy on the list. I'm not going to have that other guy on the list. Whatever your reasons are, roll with them, but have the reasons. Know why you're going to retain who you're going to retain. Know who you're not going to retain. Nick Martini will not be a 40-man roster piece over the offseason. I really don't care how, how well he does. He, he, I don't see him being that good. I don't see him being worth 40-man roster spot. And with Michael Hermosillo being injured, that's going to be time he won't have to earn a 40-man roster spot. If Hermosillo is slow coming back, then he might fall into the category of Corey Abbott, possibly Sergio Alcantara. Uh, let me see. Do I see anybody else in that category? Hmm. Maybe Adrian Sampson, where um, they get non-tendered, but are given a very good, very, um, very solid bonus over what they would probably otherwise get as AAA candidates. So I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know how it's going to play out. But paying attention to as many games as possible, regardless the level, the more you know, the more you listen, the more you understand, the more you grasp, the more you assess the important decisions of the offseason. I'm not throwing ice water on Ethan Roberts and Brendan Little yet. Today was not a good day for either one. And if from now to the end of the season, Ethan Roberts and or Brendan Little have three or four more outings like this, well, let me see, I don't know, they're going to have this week, next week, and two more weeks. There's only, what, three and a half weeks left? So you got to assess it. Does this guy make sense for another team? The Cubs will want to keep both of them. They would want to keep both of them. And if they have to give them a 40-man roster spot, they will. But are they justifying it? That's the constant as far as getting the 40-man roster right. Getting the 40-man roster right is about knowing current information properly and sometimes it's a tough call. Have a great Wednesday. Three full season games tonight on the slate. Cubs play tonight with um, Nick Martini on the squad. And Tennessee plays. Myrtle Beach plays. South Bend plays. And I hear, I hear, I hear, I hear there are a few roster moves for tonight. I've been hearing whispers that Luis Vazquez will be in Knoxville tonight. We shall see. Have a great rest of your Wednesday.